to me Cause I'm a little unsteady A little unsteady We're here to talk today just about some uh, mental health stuff and um, get things moving with Sephora. We've got uh, um, the Breaking the Mask podcast and um, it's just diving into people's lives about mental health and depression, suicide, um, life in general, upbringings, um, and getting things moving. Um, thanks for coming to the studio today, man. It's um, the first time I've actually met you in person. I've spoken mm. to you on, uh, <laughs> on Facebook in bits and pieces, but yeah. it's cool to have you in the studio. Um, I know you mentioned when you first came in, things are probably a little bit nervous and a little bit nerve-wracking mm. to get started, but um, yeah, we'll just get stuck into just hearing a bit about you, man, and just take it from That's the top, right. and let's, um, let's just hear about what things are going on in your life at the moment and yeah. uh, let the audience know um, a few things about you. Yeah. Hi, my name's Sifra. Um, 29 years old. Um, born and bred in Christchurch. Yep. So I've um, been here all my life. Um, I pretty much grew in a family, um, a musical family, yep. um, and also a church family. You know, um, very, very strict, a very... Um, sure of you know who what they believe in um things like that and I, I guess that's what's kind of shaped me as a person um growing up um and then going forward from there that's what um pretty much got me into youth work and um funny that you talked to mason because mason's the one that got me into youth work oh. 10 years ago yeah, yeah. and yeah. um there's been a bit of a journey i was doing youth work for 10 years and um you know we tend to i think for me i tend to relate a lot to the kids yep. so that's where I um, um, found that I could offer my service to um, kids and it was um, you know and, and if I go backwards um, way back into my life I was um, when I was younger mm. there's a lot that happened in my life um, that shaped me as a person going into youth work as well because you hear stories about these kids and what they go through and um, I was that kid too you know um, we, I wasn't. I don't like to talk too much about it because um, my, my my dad's just recently passed away. So um, about oh, it's just been a year now this year. So my dad um, passed away from from cancer last year, and um, you know there was a bit of a struggle. But then there's a thing. There's um, there's the, the the deeper things to it. Is um, you know, for instance, I had to look back in my life and and. Um, kind of examine how I got where I, I got to yeah. and um, I believe that you know everyone goes through things and there's um, one of the types of people that um, go through things they either become it or um, learn from it um, and I feel like you know there was violence in my house there was um, there was good things bad things um, drugs and you know all these things that were exposed to being young mm. Um, at a young age, um, and I knew didn't know it would affect me later on. So even though um, I was a good kid growing up, pretty much as soon as I left high school, um, I was right into those things. I was into the weed and things like that. And I guess, um, but the cool thing about church, you know, um, that was my coping mechanism. Um, that was something that I could look to for, you know, if I ever went into, um, got to a place that I couldn't, you know, that I struggled to, I don't like talking to people, and I don't like, um, I find it hard to talk to people and actually express how I feel um, inside. So that for me was kind of like, I'm talking to someone, but 
um, not physically there, but but it helped me um, growing up. So um, a lot of what I went through with my dad um, really shaped me as a um, as a person growing up because um, I did decide when I was older. I said, "Oh, I'm not going to be that guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to become um, what I seen." But then there's deeper things to it as well. And getting into youth work, mm-hmm. you kind of see these stories, but then you kind of see an angle from your dad's perspective because things change when you start looking at things of perspective and you look at how my dad was being being growing up and he had come from Samoa, um, didn't have much to do with his mum and his mum came over here as well and then he didn't um, know his dad really yep. and um, it's kind of one of those things like how do you be a dad and you don't, you've never had a dad Absolutely. and um, that's what it was like um, for me so then it becomes a kind of um, pattern where he doesn't know how to deal with it, so he deals off his own, and then now it's kind of happening to me, because he, he's dealing with it, now I'm doing the same thing, and I'm like having to shape my life um, the best way that I could, because I didn't really have a dad, but I did, he was always there, and um, I found when I grew up, that's where I started relating to my dad, and I don't know what, um, why, but I think, I feel like we finally reached a place where he could be, like he knew how to be their person. So like my dad was a good um, uncle, friend and things like that. I feel like that was his place where he, he knew when we're older now and we drink and things like that. Um, he, he's got something to offer, you know, like about the life that he went through and, um, you know, being like, oh, don't do this and don't do that. So he had a lot of cool advice as well. Um, was it a sort of a reconciliation towards like you passed away last year and I'm real sorry to hear about that but was it a reconciliation I guess yeah. between the two of you like towards the end like maybe three five years ago like when did that sort of start to come so about? cool that you said that because um, the, the hard thing is that um, we got given news he had lived in Auckland yeah. so the hard thing for us was um, we he said oh I'm in hospital just going to check what's going on and, um, and then Boom, all of a sudden, I've got weeks to live. They go, whoa. Oh man, that just gave me a hell of a shiver down my spine, eh? So, whew, hard thing, hard thing to, um, for a child, no matter, you know. Didn't have the best relationship with my dad, but my hope was there. Um, take your time, bro, take your time. The time that we lost, eh? Um, I was hoping to regain everything that I'd lost. And, I'm like, you know, you maybe you weren't a good dad when we were younger, but I do see and understand the things that you went through, and I'll put that to the side to build our relationship. And then this came along, and me and me and my dad, and we had we had a few um, exchange of words and um, but of angry moments, and I, I want to say lashed out, but I felt I felt like I needed to get everything off my chest. Mm. Um, and how really angry I was with him because um, how he left us and um, how he was with my mum. Um, I had a lot to say and the thing with my dad, he's so old school that he kind of, um, he's like, oh, it's just in the past. And I go, yeah, but this is not about you. It's about me and you know what I felt I'd need to say this to you because I've been wanting to say this to you my whole life. Um, and then... Thankfully, at the end, 
you know, I'm nearing his end. My my dad ended up making like three um, months, about three to four months, and he wasn't even meant to make it, not even near that long. So he was a but he was a he was a fighter, and um, you know that humbled him, and um, in a way of like you know, um, for the first time he he needed us. So you know, we needed him. We were um, we were young and now. And that's where my, um, you know, my faith came in. And things that I learned from church is, uh, you know, despite, you know, whatever um, things we went through, um, the heart was, um, I don't care, you're my dad. And that's how, that's how it did for me. So you're my dad. I don't care what happened with us. We will look after you, you know. Because um, regardless, we'll always be family. And all those things that I said, I was just angry and there was the little boy in me that was trying to get an answer of all the things that um, um, that I missed out on and um, I, that I couldn't make sense of. But he came to, you know, I had to meet him halfway just as much as he had to meet me halfway because mm -hmm. my dad knew what life and person he was and he had shut that um, out of his life and it's... That was his coping mechanism because that's all he knew. His, uh, his, his life being old school as an old school person is like, yeah, we just um, leave it there and we move on. Um, and we don't talk about it. But my issue was I've been doing youth work and I know how important it is to talk about these things. And I'm talking with these kids and I'm helping these kids. But, you know, there's a, there's a realisation that you have when you're like, well, this I haven't gotten my um, reconciliation um, with him. Nearing the end of his life, yeah, we met, met halfway, and I had to understand Dad's old school, and but I know he loves me, and this is expressing his way, his love, the best way that he can. And then he had to understand that he heard, he listened to me, and then he was like, "I hear this, son, and I'm sorry," and that's all I wanted to hear. And it's powerful, man. Far out. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Struggling to hold my emotions back, eh? But um, um, one thing that I'm grateful and um, cancer's a disgusting thing, and I hate it. Um, I've never been in that position before, and um, I feel like I don't really know what depression or um, those feelings of like just like nothingness. Nothingness. Like I didn't know what that felt like until that until that happened and it really like my work like my work was getting disrupted like um i felt like everyone didn't understand where i was coming from um i had to i even got an ultimatum of like um except you have to um make this work for work or um because i don't we don't know how long your dad's going to and i'm just like wow like does everyone really not give a shit about me? Like right now, like, mm. that I'm really dying inside. Mm. And then I had to make an ultimatum and my life with my dad ultimately made me um, quit my job. And because um, when he found out the next day, me and my brother and my sister flew him down and we're like, you have to come home. And I'd been trying to get home, him home for the last year. I was like, mm. you have to come home. Like, I don't care, just come. And then... While I was working, I just, I was dying inside because mm. I 
you know, like hearing doctors saying he's got um, he's got weeks, and they were like, oh yeah, but he's looks fine, and they're like, no, you don't understand how fast it's will spread. Like he's got weeks, and if I'm going to be um, honest about it, he might even have days. You just don't know. It was just like what the. So that's just like a whole different thing that um, I've been hit with. And then, yeah, pretty much my work gave me an ultimatum and I was like, and I cried about it. They got, pretty much gave me a week to think about it. Eh? And I was like, how could you do this to me? Like, put me in, put me in this position, knowing that my dad's dying. Um, so ultimately it came to the meeting and I said, you know what? It would kill me even more if I was here at work knowing my dad's passed away. So if you're gonna give me the ultimatum, I'm not gonna lose the time of my dad and I'm gonna leave. Mm. And they cried too because they didn't want me to leave. And then they almost, they promised me too. They said, oh, you got a job when you come back? And I go, yep, thanks for that. I left and my dad had passed away, came back and it's like I didn't talk to anyone. It's like, oh, you have to reapply and things like that. And was, that just shot me in the face. It was like, wow, that's crazy. You can see why, like, mm. I just, man, I can't get the shiver out of my spine at the moment. I have just in the story. Whew. Give me a second just to re regret what I'm doing. <laughs> Sorry, nah, man, this is what I said to you before we started. I was like, this is what it's about, bro. And, um, oh, um, this is, this is, I just can't emphasize enough. Like, what this story just told me is just, it's shocking beyond shocking. I don't even have words for it. Mm. Like, in the moment of need, in the moment of, not even a, like you're not you're not putting your arm out because you're, you're you're saying who can help me it's just mm. like have common decency as a human yeah. being that i'm dealing with this and yeah I just i don't actually have words which is super unusual for me i'm like trying to figure out words here but mm. i don't want to have to explain too i thought there was enough to explain that um i'm going through something and you know and they were like oh we're fine and we're blah 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 and i think at the end of the day um I, I, I had to understand where they're coming from too, even though as hard it was for me, but as a business and business has to run, you know, so there was the aspect to it. But I think that moment that I needed someone to care and actually um, reassure me, nah, you're, you're okay, you, you do what you gotta do. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. You'll, you'll be all right when you come back. Yeah. But um, never in my mind I thought I'd be given an ultimatum to um, choose. Um, and the effect of that is just catastrophic usually like it's catastrophic you can't, probably can't even put into words how that feeling felt like you say I was dark, nothingness I was in a dark place for a whole year ever since then and um i don't know how to get out of it but um uh, everyone's got their own ways of dealing with things i couldn't even leave the house like and i'd never felt that before like i'd never um that nothingness that you were talking about it was just like I actually, I don't feel suicidal or anything like that, but I feel nothing and I just don't know what to do. And I felt like I was just a sitting duck and um, what do I do from here? And I guess I was the support from my family and, you know, my partner um, as well. Um, they gave me their time and they allowed to give me their time to like come into, um, to arrive at that moment of like, oh, okay, that's happened and it's gone and, you know, dad's passed away. When, we, what am I going to do now? Am I going to stay here for the rest of my life or am I going to move forward? 
and um, from there, and that's where you know um, a lot of my um, my church things came in and it helped me a lot um, because you know um, a relationship with God or um, a relationship like praying it doesn't require anyone else, but it also um, the values that we carry as well uh, keep me cheap a lot of times. Um, I often do that. I, I often keep myself in check, and that's through the values of what we believe in, and it's you know love, respect, um, you know self self love. You know, um, they, they talk about um, guarding your own heart, mm-hmm. and um, can't worry about you know what if you worry too much about other people, then what about yourself? Um, so that was my time. That was like, you know, I'm gonna take care of myself in the best way that I can. Um, and I'm glad, like, I came out of it probably, I'd say I only came out of it, like, months ago. Oh, man. Crazy. Like, and then it just was one of those moments where I go, stuff it. And so I didn't have work for a whole year. So for a whole year, I was just like, I didn't know where to go. I was done with youth work. Like, I loved youth work so much, but I was like, I've got so much to offer. I don't know where to go from here. Mm. That, um, the job that I had, I was like, I love that job, but what do I do from here? Yeah. And um, I was stuck. I was really stuck. And then um, I had three interviews. So I, when I was finally decided, I was like, nah, man, like, you gotta, this is, you gotta, you got to stand up right now and you got to start making some choices that will um, ultimately, um, you know, uh, guide, you know, where I'm going to go from here. So, um, had three, three job, um, three job, um, interviews ended up getting, and, um, first one didn't get it. I made it through, and then for some reason I didn't get it. And then that was disheartening, and I was like, oh, I mean, like, I just need a chance. Someone just needs to give me a chance. And then, um, the, the second one, they're like, oh, yeah, awesome interview, but you don't have the job. I was like, fire up. So from then I was just like shot down. I was like, no. And then this 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 last one is the job that I've got now, and it's a job. It's it's weird because it's a step that I knew that I was ready for, but it's like it was way above what I could do. But I believed in myself so much, and I was like, this out of all the three jobs, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get this one, but you know I'm gonna try. And then funnily enough, um. I ended up getting it, and then, and that was because I just stayed true to myself, and I just um, I was honest um, about you know my experiences, and my experiences is just youth. Like youth has been you know um, as much as I'm building bricks for you know kids and trying to teach them things, they were teaching me things as well because you see a lot of yourself in, in these kids, and they helped me just as much, and me for being a youth worker you're um you're just you're stuck in this um this the, these four walls where you can like you're like oh i could do so much for you but my job is only to manage a behavioral thing and i don't have any say in what i could do so throughout the years i heard um the voices of these kids and what they're not happy with and i get annoyed too because people aren't listening to them but i'm just a youth worker and there's only so much that I could do. So then um, 
I'm gonna stop you there, bro. Yeah. Not, not just the work, just just the youth worker, bro. You'll be surprised yeah. at the changes you've made. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, you, but I know uh, you're saying not, not from a structure, not just diminish. Um, uh, just trying to give you emphasis on how great a person you actually are, bro. Because no, you, you need, you need to, you need to take take credit where credit's due, man. Because mm. sometimes we get lost in that space where we're yeah. like. I feel like I'm in a framework and just doing this for the sake of doing it. But mm. like talk to Mace, obviously, this, you know, and how his story and bits and pieces and how important, like yeah. so important it is, man. But I give him in regards to context. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean, like, <laughs> not to diminish youth workers, but there was just, was the deeper thing to it. It was like, um, it was just that feeling of not doing enough, like, um, because I can't change anything. And that was the struggle for me. Um, I was limited to what I could do. Just, I just wanted to bring up something because I was going to forget to say it to you. Um, yeah. Where you've got to now and where you are now, <clears throat> how you felt with that disconnect, so emotional dis- like, regulation and disconnect from life. So you probably didn't have sads and happies and grumpies and bads. You were just in, in, in a no man's land. Just what I, I don't know what I feel right now because of the you know the emotional trauma you went through. Yeah. W- what do you reckon, just, uh, just real briefly, what do you reckon throughout your life shaped that for you to actually be able to, take those steps to better go, I want to move or I've got to move, you know, because a lot of times when you look at the, that this past probably 18 months, two years, would probably collapse under that pressure, that mm-hmm. emotional pressure, like collapse, you know what I mean, as in like did not recover, as in take yeah. a lot longer than what you have to come out of it. So what do you reckon, just briefly, what do you reckon that's down due to, what's shaped you to get you to that point where you're like, I'm actually strong enough to better step out of this, this comfort zone mm-hmm. or discomfort zone and get moving? Would it be your um, upbringing, your dad, your mum? Like, was there anything there that's... I think, yeah, it's a collection of, of everything. It's a collection of, um, you know, little moments when people are like, life is short. You know, those little things that um, you see as, like, um, not a big thing, but then you remember those things and, like, um, don't stay down. You know, if you, you hear it wherever you are, I don't know where I heard it, but I know that I heard it, and those are the kind of things that come... Um, it's collectively like church is 100% you know um, one of those things that was it um, that helped me a lot um, to bring me back to um, where I needed to be um, but then ultimately it was my kids I had two kids so throughout all of this I got a partner and I got two kids and that's what brought me back it's my love for my kids, and I look. I, I remember looking at them and be like, "If I like, um, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, um, I'm really not okay." Um, and my my partner understood that. No one really understood that I was good at putting that mask on and, and um, hiding my feelings. Um, but every time I looked at my kids, and I was like, "Far." Especially when, um, you know, thinking back, because I, um, I look back on things and I, I can sit there literally and just think about things, but it's not things of like, um, you know, diminishing things. It's like me trying to problem solve in my head of like, you know, where I went wrong and things like that, what I can fix. And I just remember far out, I know that feeling of when my dad left and, um, what have I left? What am I leaving for my kids? Um, and what kind of dad do I want to be remembered as? Um, you know, the dad that Billy talked to us and, um, you know, was lost. Or I don't think my kids really knew that. It's like, you know, we're, we're good at hiding those things from our kids too because 
you know, still need to be a dad, but it was kind of like, I have to be a role model, and um, what kind of role model am I going to be? And um, that's what that's what ultimately made me stand up. I was like, I'm not going to be that dad. I'm going to be the dad that, you know, that I wish I had, and um, the dad that you guys deserve. Because my kids, um, you know, um, there's a saying that me and my friends say, and it's, um, it's like, uh, we're... Um, where uh, oh, what's that saying? Um, we wanted to have these kids, so we should be man enough to um, to bring these kids up, you know. Um, and in our moments, whether it was good or bad moments, we had these kids, and um, you know, they deserve to have a good dad. So um, yeah, that's what made me. There's so many things like it's. Yeah, it's conversation. It's not one thing, and um, Mason was like, um, Mason's one of those people. Mason's pretty amazing, man. Is that um, he's people? His person. He's he's amazing. Like he's really. Um, one of those, I one know, of those true angels, bro. Everything I know is from Mason, and um, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him. So. Um, you don't have to put this in, but I, I became an independent children's monitor. Chuck it in, bro. We'll chuck it in, man. If you want to chuck it in there. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe not, but I think it's just so we can get a um, full scope of what, um, you know, my my end journey, which is where I am now. I became an independent children's monitor, and the job for independent children's monitor is uh, we oversee all of Oranga Tamariki, and we... Um, I yeah, and like, and you're killing now, me this morning, bro. Right? <laughs> you say he's giving me shit. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, I got into the position that I, I can be a voice for the kids now. Love and it. That's all I wanted. I love it. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And my job's been awesome too. Like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't even have that, um, that moment of like, um, downness. And I guess that just helped that I got up and I just decided that I wasn't going to stay there anymore. And I've, I haven't looked back, and I feel good. Like you know, um, you look bro, you look good, bro. You look real healthy. You look real healthy, bro. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. So probably some people come through me, you know, when I start talking to them, I can tell that they're still like not dead behind the eyes, but there's still parts of their body and their minds yeah. that's dead, and it, and it affects me when I'm talking to them because I'm mm. like, wow, man, there's there's a lot here that hasn't been even spoken about, you know. But your eyes are bright, man. You yeah. can see, you can I feel see like that. You've got a, the ability to kind of see people, away. Eh? Yeah. Um, for what they, because I, I see that sometimes too, like, I can see when someone's sad and yeah. they're, they're actually smiling, they can smile to me. You smile on the inside, eh? Yeah. Or, or, or frown or be sad on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, f I'm genuinely fascinated by, I'm genuinely fascinated by all stories, but specifically yeah. your story, because, you know, history, you know, from, from, what we know about the space, mm. you should technically be systemic like everybody else where your granddad potentially brought your father up the certain yeah. way and then you should follow that same path and because yeah. you only know a certain way, you're gonna to continue to follow that path. It just blows my mind yeah. that, <coughs> excuse me, that um, that you're not. Like, you're broken free That's of that so chain. That's I believe that too. Everything that I went through, I was set up to fail. 100%, without a doubt. Yeah. I just. From a psychology point of view, I just my brain is like, how, how, for everything you've been through, and your upbringing, and you know, 
your life you're potentially meant to live in bits and pieces based yeah. on history that, that you know it's been spoken to you already about yeah. you shouldn't be doing what you're doing as no. from a from a personal right. point of view honestly i say that i still say that now like and i look at you know where i am with my work too and i'm just like I, that's exactly what i say i shouldn't be here mm. like i'm not meant to be here mm. and me and my cousin talk about it too because my cousin got a real good job as well and then we're just looking at each other we're like we're two kids from Aitan, from Aranui, and we're two kids that came from nothing. And we talked about these, you know, these times where we never thought would be here. And we just, and we messaged each other all the time. And he's just like, I'm proud of you guys. Like, I'm proud of you too. Because we knew what it was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and we related on, you know, we didn't have our dad around and things like that. So um, that's exactly how we felt. We're like, oh, we're not really going to make it to... Um, anywhere further than where we are, we were like, oh, this is our life, the, the hood, and um, now we look back and he's got kids too, we're just like, crazy cars, we're like, happy ass, we're just like, bro, like, we're not meant to be here, and my cousin said that to me too, and he's like, bro, I'm like, everything Pin- Pinching yourself through, material. Pretty much. Yeah. Because like, it's, yeah, that's crazy, but I'm grateful, like, I'm really grateful, um, for the space that I'm able to be in. But um, even I surprised myself at how I regained my, um, you know, my life and got myself back on track because, yeah, I really felt gone from the world. Bro, it's, yeah. I've, um, I've heard plenty and yeah. witnessed and I've been through my own story. We'll get to know each other a lot better than what we have today, man. Yeah. But um, um, I've definitely got my own story in regards to the deep darkness I've been to over my life, and it's been multiple occasions, but um, it's testament to your character, man, your character and your personality and your soul, and like, I can see how much compassion and stuff you have just at your core, just by listening to you and watching you and your body language and the way you say things, it's just, you know, you are where you're meant to be right now for a reason. Mm. And I say that to Mason about what his story is and a few other people as well, I'm like, you're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing with life, man, which is amazing, and you're affecting so many people because of it. It's, It's cool, man, I really... Mm. Humbles me to the core, eh? I love watching Crazy. this. Crazy, I'd never, I'd never thought I'd like tell the story. This is a story that's like, you know, it just, this is real personal for me. Mm. And I'm a person that's real, um, I, I would never tell this to anyone. And I don't know, I think I'm just putting it out there because um, maybe someone can hear it and um, maybe someone might relate. And if, if anyone can take anything away from me, it's, it's not too late to stand up, eh? It's, you can you can regain your life, you know, that you lost. Um and you're worth it. Like you're your um everything about you, you're you're worth um, you know, standing up for and um you might have family or friends that um that really care about you and um don't forget that. Um and even being in the space we are now, my cousin said to me and I'll never forget it. He said, Cause so proud of you where you are but when all else fails never forget who you are and i was like oh i won't forget that you know um we can easily get into places and you know become comfortable and forget you know our um our upbringing and our valleys and things like that so um you know valleys is a big thing man like valleys is a big thing and that's what that's what grounds me like um when all else fails, I look at my values and be like, what do you stand for? And, you know, that's what I mean by when you keep yourself in check. What do you stand for? What do you really believe in? Um, 
well, when the time is, when the time comes, and we, it'll all come at some point in your mm. life because everyone's life ends at some point. Yeah, um, it's what you want to be remembered for, man. And I've mm. said this so many times to so many people. I don't want to remember for having 10 companies and 100 houses and all that sort mm. of stuff and all this money, but everyone thinks I'm a, I'm a dick and no one wants to deal with me. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be known for the guy that was always there, that mm. was happy to have the conversations and yeah. be there when you needed him and, and had high values in regards to treating people correctly and mm. being humble about everything. And I just... I think that's so much more important, like so much more important in this life because you only get one of them. Yeah. And um, everyone seems to forget that and everyone's chasing this next thing and chasing this yeah. biggest biggest career and this yeah. next friggin' salary or this next boat they want to buy. Yeah. And everyone seems to forget that this, never ending, eh? this is this, life, man. Like this, is this, life. this conversation here is what yeah. life's about. Yeah. And um, I think how important it is. I agree. I totally um, agree with that. I also think we really, really need to do a lot more work and hence the reason why we're having this conversation yeah. in the space of, of networks and people that, that, yeah. that are genuinely there and want to give back mm. and that network starts to become bigger and bigger because yeah. I truly believe there's a lot of people that do want to but they haven't even got the means or even the know-how or even want to mm. head in any direction to be able to support any of the mm. space. So yeah. I think, and you know, you're a really good example of you, you're actively supporting the space but what more can we be doing? You know, how can I put your, put your hand in my hand and we create this massive network of people that just yeah. works with everybody. There was a school analogy where um, my cousin talked about, um, my cousin Faith talked about um, rubbish bag, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, with rubbish, you know, when you, when you go through things and when you, with this argument with your girlfriend, um, argument with your parents, you, you, t- you put it in the bag, eh? And sometimes we put it in the bag, come smoke up and hopefully it disappears. But eventually the um, plastic bag, it, it starts smelling. And um, and then you end up realizing that you've piled all these things in here, and now you you become a rubbish, eh? And you're just like, but the thing is, I said to the boys, and I go, from here on, um, I I just want us to go home because me too, I'm going through things too. Mm-hmm. Just go home and tackle whatever it is that you know, chuck your rubbish out, empty it, mm-hmm. so that when we come here, we're we're being together for the right reasons and not. Um, being together because this is our escape mm. place um, and because we're actually not helping each other doing that. Mm. I was like, one, we haven't talked about it. Two, if I'm a good friend, I'm going to tell you, go sort it out Absolutely. and go go fix that. And that comes, what we have here comes second mm. to, you know, um, what we have at home. So I was like, let's go. I, I, we all just talk too. Oh, not only me said it, but I was like, yeah, bro, hard out. So that's what we've done. And we went back and that's that's the kind of talk I think that's what brings you closer, you know, those and like you said, fellowship eh, is the is the conversations that we have with people, it's um those are different, man. And that's way different to what you could get over a screen, over a phone. But when you talk to people it's real personal eh? and um it could be life lasting and, and those are the very things that help me. You know, those little moments of talking hearing their experiences, um, hearing their feedback on my life as well. It's like when I went through that dark time, they also became one of those things that picked me up as well. Mm. So it helps. Oh, you know, yep. the least, the, at the very least, eh, um, I think it helps um, a lot. Um, and like you said, I hope we can build something or, you know, something like that. Um, because we want to do more, and we, more can be done, but um, what is it, eh? 
and uh, what can we do? Even in the space that I'm in, what can I do to offer? You know, um, everyone's got their talents, everyone's got their um, things that they have that they can offer. Mm. And hopefully, um, with what I do in my space, hopefully I can offer something as well. But um, I'll, I'll definitely be um, more than willing to if you guys do something. Oh, um, yeah. You know, um, to, to come and be a part of it and offer whatever I can as well. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I mean, this is um, <coughs> this here is just an environment, I guess, for um, for awareness to start with. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is not about me getting people in the studio to be completely and utterly vulnerable and then yeah. getting stripped of all that all that power and mana and bits and pieces. This is about being empowered yeah. to better share your story, to better empower other people, yeah. and then hopefully um, all going well. And I've already got some stuff working in the background behind the scenes yeah. um, of creating this this indestructible network of people that are just want to. Like, it's genuine. Yeah. Like we're not doing it to make millions of dollars. We're not doing it to set up like corporate policy and all this other stuff and this yeah. red tape and this garbage yeah. that just is what this world's all about it's just yeah. someone needs a hand sweet man i'll be around there in half an hour yeah. sit on the couch and just chat with them i'm here man what's going on talk yeah. me through it and you want to do it for that reason not because yeah. oh you're gonna pay me if i go in there and do it like, yeah oh, no, no. which is what it's always yeah. about and yeah. i just think if we can change that that angle and that viewpoint slowly it's not going to be overnight yeah. um and the amazing people i've met because i've met you know hundreds thousands of people that are that want to but just don't have a want, mm. don't seem to have a voice or want to have a voice that for whatever reason you know so mm. if i can create that environment we can create it together man i'll be looking i'm looking forward to it eh? yeah looking forward to it that's awesome man. thanks yeah man hopefully yeah. hopefully um thanks for coming in today man um oh, we'll wrap it up here but um that story holy hecker <laughs> heard some stories man in the last couple of a couple of months man and that one definitely hit me to the bone real good so, I never um, thought I was going to tell that story. <laughs> never thought I was going to cry, but yeah. I'm glad you did, man. It allowed me yeah. to see a different side. Of, you know, you come in here all cheerful yeah. and a bit nervous because yeah. you go on camera. And I was like, this would be interesting to see how this one goes because I, I said to you, this is the first time I've caught up with you. So I'm mm. um, in person. Um, so I'm taking this as the first time as well, seeing it with my own two eyes. And mm. it's, um, it definitely hit me like a 10 ton freight train, man. I can tell you that right now when you, when you yeah. said it and a few things came out of your mouth. I, f- I feel like, um, I feel like too that. That's the first time I said that loud. All yeah. the stuff was in my head. How do you feel? Good. And yeah, um, that's cool that you said that. That you know that it might empower me as well. It's like far out. You did come a long way. You know, look back at where I was. Didn't actually realize that that's why I'm cry- I was crying. I was like, didn't actually realize how deep that was until I started talking. And it's like far out. Like I really was battling like deeply. You yeah, Without realizing it. So. Well, yeah, then thanks for that. Oh. <laughs> I just said, man, I can I can tell you right now, I do this for no thanks. This is completely mm. thankless from my point of view. I do it because yeah. I genuinely want to give back and I genuinely love just mm. I'm fascinated by people. Fascinated that's why I'm fascinated about how you've managed to come to this space after what you've all been through and you managed to just pivot away from what should be happening and go yeah. into a completely separate world. Mm. It's just it's mind boggling really. And then, you know, in the space of under a year almost you know mm. since your father passed you're back to like here like talking yeah, to me about really, this and, yeah. and reasonably not comfortable still pretty still pretty still pretty raw but mm. so powerful to better sit here and be strong and step yeah. forward from here and like that's potentially another another block in your pyramid mm. we've just just done it today like it's another block yeah. done and then we just yeah, keep building 100%. man yeah i will say i will say i had some good people around me too good um 
my family. Yep. My uh, well, our number one um, foundation is love, and um, I guess that's what helped me pivot yep. away from um, where I should have been. So if, if we got um, good people around us, it helps. But then there's also people that don't, and um, I hope that you know one of us or even me could be that person in that person's life, you know. But thank you so much for having me. This is oh, so. Man. This is awesome. Awesome, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it.